Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the show. John has some time off. I'm here with, you want to hear something funny, Deborah Mark? I do, I do. Earthquake! What? Where? I know, she looks around. <laughs> starts checking the news wires. <laughs> yeah, well, I on. really am. All right, just just calm down. Though I got a great story for you, probably at the end of the hour. And I have to admit, I suffer a little bit from it too. But I think this particular study comes from the journal of the uh, Medical Association. So it's not like made up health news. But I think one part of it describes you to a T. And yes, it does involve vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> of so course. You knew that was coming, that yes. punch. Uh, we've got a lot going on. We have a keyword for you to win some money in about 15 minutes. Stand by for that word. It's get, it gets revealed, and then you have a chance to win by following the instructions as to where to enter the keyword. It's KFI's Cash Compensation Inflation Contest, which continues. Here on KFI, each hour about 20 after. Uh, A lot to get to today. A very busy show. Uh, One quick note that's making some news right now. Madonna was rushed to the hospital. Intubated in an intensive care unit after being found unresponsive. 64-year-old Madonna. However, they are now saying she's recovering. And word is she developed a serious bacterial infection which led to a several-day stay in the ICU, but her full recovery is expected. So there you go on the uh, Celebrity Health Watch. Madonna apparently had to be rushed to the uh, hospital. Yesterday at this time, we talked about a story coming out of West Hollywood. And anytime people, residents or business owners or employees, rise up against what's going on in Southern California when it comes to non-response, to the homelessness and crime problems, we are very happy to put these people on the air and give them a voice. And yesterday we talked about him. We played some audio, but we do have a chance to talk to him. He's the owner of a West Hollywood restaurant. His name is Lucien Tudor. And, uh, uh, okay, so far he's not answering. Uh, but hopefully we'll get him on in a moment. Well, anyway, he organized a small protest at City Council in West Hollywood at their meeting Monday night. He spoke during public comment and to the press beforehand. And this is part of what he said. People are afraid to come to work. People are not safe to come here to eat. 
We've been here for 32 years. We have people who used to come every day for 32 years. They're not safe walking the streets of West Hollywood. They're breaking into their own homes. They're breaking into their own homes. We've been to the council expressing our concerns of the lack of safety and today's challenges as a business. I didn't have any response from council members, not even an email, so no response. So he showed up and he's inviting everybody in West Hollywood to speak louder. This is not okay. This is not safe. It seems for our politicians, it's safe because they're running for Congress. They don't care about what's happening over here. They just need to do political agendas. We need change. We need to be safe. Come to the city council. It's going to be there every time from now on and speak your concerns loudly. And basically what he's doing, he says, is he's going to shut down the restaurant and he and his staff are going to go to the West Hollywood City Council meetings every time until they get what they want in terms of a change and more enforcement there. Basically, what's going on in his restaurant is that people, uh, homeless people, are wandering in and disrupting operations. There's been crime in the neighborhood. West Hollywood's been in the news for a couple of years because a couple of years back, uh, the whole defund the police movement, the West Hollywood City Council decided to replace some of their sheriff's deputies with uh, ambassadors people that walk around with walkie talkies and wear vests and they're supposed to report on any activity so there could be a police response a lot of people in west hollywood believe that that is weak and ineffective and has done nothing for the problem there they did reverse that decision i don't know how many sheriff's deputies they added back um according to reports larceny thefts have dropped by almost 15%, it says here in the last uh, year or so. Robberies have also dropped by almost 4%. Deputies reported 44 robberies in the first five months of 2023. Burglaries in the same period have gone up slightly, uh, with about a 14% increase compared to last year. But a lot of the workers who were interviewed in these stories say that they do not feel safe. And it's not just the crime I realized I like to put out the crime data. And as you know, from following this as long as we have, that some people have just given up reporting somebody, uh, you know, who breaks in and steals a couple hundred bucks out of the cash register. They realize the police will come. They'll take a report. Nothing will be ha- nothing will happen. And of course, thanks to our laws, when it comes to stealing and shoplifting, well, you have to go above nine hundred and fifty dollars for it to matter as a crime. So people have largely given up reporting these crimes uh, anyway. Uh, he says that uh, something has to be done, so he's taken this protest very personally, and he's closed the restaurant. So he's not here. He's not coming on. What's the story? We don't have him. Okay. Then we'll just have to move on to something else until we see if he, he pops up. There's something that did pop up in the news concerning all this. We told you last week, and we threw him in the dumpster, uh, the Attorney General, Rob Bonta, held a big news conference last week to announce what they were going to do about retail theft in California. And he said, well, we're only going to focus on organized retail theft. These are allegedly gangs or whatever you want to call them. Or as Gavin Newsom says, organized groups of folks who get together and decide to take advantage of the system by sending people out there to steal stuff from stores, then bring it back and it's immediately floated online for people to buy at a profit. They want to get rid of the items quickly because it's possible if the police or somebody gets onto them, they might find them with the stash of stolen goods. So Rob Bonta announced that there was going to be a partnership 
in California between some of the major retailers and law enforcement and the online marketplaces. That's the third aspect of this. These are the places where the thieves go to sell the merchandise as fast as they can. Now, federal government took action on this. We'll have to see whether or not this has any effect. It's called the Inform Act. It took effect yesterday. It requires online marketplaces to disclose and verify the identity of their sellers to deter the sale of stolen, counterfeit, or harmful products. Uh, the bill came after retailers and trade groups lobbied Congress and blamed online marketplaces like eBay and Amazon for the surge in retail theft. It says here if they don't comply with the law, they could face more than $50,000 in fines for every violation. So again, this is a federal law. And what we're talking about are online marketplaces like Amazon and eBay. And they have to verify and share information on their third-party sellers that handle what's described as a high volume of transactions because that's allegedly the tip-off that something not so inside the law might be going on. This wouldn't affect you if you're just selling a couple of items on eBay or, or Amazon or one of those places. A lot of third-party um, vendors on Amazon, as you know, if you're buying anything there. But what they're really looking for is a high volume of transactions because, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, they're looking to get rid of this stuff, the loot, really fast before anybody catches on. So the idea here is that... Uh, the, the, the investigators are going to notice the high volume of transactions, maybe on eBay or Amazon, uh, because they're going to get the report from these companies. And then they can look in uh, to further to see exactly what's going on there. Uh, it stands for, by the way, INFORM is an acronym, Integrity, Notification, and Fairness in Online Retail Marketplaces. And it actually passed with votes from Republicans and Democrats. It was part of a big spending bill last year. It just took effect. I don't know whether or not this is going to put a dent in this. Honestly, right. If you go after the marketplaces and you find out more about the organized retail theft, I'm sure this is a big component in what's going on out there with the, with all of the shoplifting. But a lot of it also is just a lot of small operators who are stealing stuff and getting away with it. Most of the stories we do are people that just run in and then grab cash. This would be for the crowd that goes in and steals the merchandise, whether they're stealing the jewelry or the high-end clothing. That's the stuff that they want to resell. All right, coming up next, your chance at some money. That's right. KFI's Inflation Compensation Contest is back. Listen for the keyword and then jump on it. Enter the keyword where we tell you to do that and you could win. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, so he's there. Let's put him on the air. His name is Lucien Tudor. He owns a restaurant in West Hollywood, and he has been vocal in trying to get the city council and the government there to do more about homelessness and crime in that community. Are you there, Lucien? Uh, hi, yes, I'm here. All right, explain to people, what's the name of your restaurant? Uh, the name of the restaurant is La Boheme. La Boheme, and it's Mediterranean? Uh, it's French Californian cuisine. The chef has a lot of French background. So, uh, yes, we've been there for 32 years. The chef also for a very long time. 
Uh, it looks very nice. I looked up your website, the pictures. All right, describe. You said you've been around for 32 years. Tell us what's been going on in West Hollywood that you've had enough of. Uh, so I think uh, three of the main points we, I wanted to address to the city council. Uh, the first uh, and foremost is the safety and the cleanness of this city. This city is not safe anymore. It's getting worse and worse. And they pretend we have the safest city in the world. We're not. Uh, this is not normal. It's not normal to have break-ins into the business. It's not normal to pay thousands and thousands in, of dollars in, uh, in damages. It's not normal having a gun robbery behind in the alley. And uh, uh, my staff and the residents of this city, and myself included, we scared to, to work the state of West Hollywood. And need, this needs to be addressed. Uh, the second point is the minimum wage. Uh, minimum wage is the highest in the world and uh, brings up a lot of unfairness between management and self-default employees. But also overall, it's very high cost for a low profitability business like me uh, to survive and be sustainable. Uh, the third point is um, the permitting process and the accountability of the staff. As every other uh, business, a city also should evaluate the leaders of each department every three or six months, uh, evaluate the timing of permitting and responses to the residents and uh, businesses or start-up businesses. And uh, based on that evaluation, either demote them or uh, promote them. That's how business works. Uh, so those are the mainly the three points I, I wanted to address with them. All right. Well, let's start with the first one, which is the main one that's getting attention, and that is what's going yeah. on on the streets of West Hollywood. I mean, there are responses in, in the news stories, too. I'm sure you've seen this, that crime has dropped in West Hollywood compared to last year. So, you know, some people shrug and say, what are you talking about? Crime is down. And what kind of things are you talking about? You're talking about actual robberies? Or you're just talking about homeless people wandering in and out and going berserk? I'm talking about crime. Actually, robberies, break, uh, break into the business, break windows, damages to businesses and neighborhoods. And I think I know why we don't have so many reports. Last year, when um, uh, Mayor Tapi uh, Shine uh, started promoting the defund of police movement and reduced, uh, reduced the number of deputies in the uh, summer of 2022, uh, of course, the police officers, they were filling up more reports because um, uh, they were active in, uh, in showing they are, they are necessary for the city. Uh, this time I can speak from my proper experience, so I'm not uh, assume over here. I had five times I called the police for different issues, and three of these times I still had a police report. The other two times, Nobody show up because they were understaffed to, to even attend me with whatever problem I had. So if I feel a report, that means was a crime of some type, uh, either uh, vandalism or the breaking a window or damages to the business. It's, uh, it's many of, it's so many of them. I cannot even, I need to write a book in order to describe you how many uh, issues we deal day by day. And you had not been dealing with these. I mean, you said you've been there for 32 years. Has this really just yes. uh, gotten this worse in the last couple of years? Yes. After COVID, it got uh, worse. 
uh, we understood at that time was maybe uh, because all the uh, health, mental health institutions, GLs, and they open up, they include everybody and just to not get, get COVID. And then uh, the founder of police movement, political agenda of our mayor uh, in running for Congress and ex, uh, um, ex-city council member, uh, Lindsay Horvath, mm-hmm. uh, which ran for supervisor position. Uh, it looks very good, looks like uh, looks very good for them political agenda. So that's uh, probably the reasoning without thinking it too much and uh, being super. What kind of response are you getting from other business owners and residents now that you've taken this very public stance to protest uh, the West Hollywood government's response to all this? Uh, a lot of businesses are joining us. Yesterday we had over 100 phone calls uh, of support and thanks from neighborhoods and uh, businesses and workers of West Hollywood. Uh, they all want to work with us the next city council meeting and we're going to keep doing this until we don't until we see change if nothing is going to happen i'm going to do this until i need to sell my business and and that means you're going to continue to shut down your business on city council meeting nights so you can go there and complain um, probably probably if this is making a good impre- uh, i think it's a good message out there and this uh, I, I cannot operate like this what do you think they should do? Just have more law enforcement on the streets or respond to every time that you were complaining about a crime? Or what is it they're not doing enough of? I think it's bigger than that. The vision is much bigger than that. So one thing which is the main issue, I believe, is the accountability of various agencies well-funded by our city. Uh, agencies, we don't, we don't know any contact number, we don't know how they helping the homeless, how they helping the crime, how they do any of that stuff. So it's not even public them name. Uh, and we don't understand all, all of these millions of dollars are going. So the accountability of those agencies needs to be addressed. That's the first and foremost. Secondly. Uh, well, thank, yeah. thank you very much for, for talking to me today. I appreciate it. And keep yelling. Keep, keep making noise. Yeah, they bet. respond, thank especially media coverage. Much. Yes, thank you so much for your support, and uh, everybody needs to speak loud, though. This is not normal. All right, that is the owner of a West Hollywood restaurant. His name is Lucian Tudor, and he's making the news because he's decided to shut down his restaurant on nights at the West Hollywood City Council is meeting so they can go there and, and a chance for public comment and make their case even louder and louder that enough enough is not being done to keep West Hollywood safer and of course we told you that they're the ones that cut back on the sheriff's deputy patrols although they reinstated that but instead they went with this dopey ambassador program which is completely useless and you heard him also throw in i didn't get a chance to talk about it west hollywood has like the highest minimum wages in the country that's also tough on the restaurants we got more coming up john and ken kfi am 640 we're live everywhere the iheart radio app Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Reminder that we are live 1 to 4. And that's been this year. Uh, If you can't listen live, you can always check out the John and Ken On Demand, which is posted up just after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com, also on the iHeartRadio app. You do need to listen live, though, to have a chance at money. We'll bring another keyword around 220 for you to win that $1,000 in KFI's Inflation Compensation Contest. Coming up after 2 o'clock, well, San Francisco's become the punching bag. Is it in a doom loop? Is this the end? Nobody's coming back. Downtown's deserted except for the homeless, the drug addicts, the criminals. Is it all true? Is it Armageddon? A lot of defensive postures being taken by San Francisco officials as the write-ups being done by many media outlets just get worse and worse. National Review did one on that mall, the Westfield Mall, which apparently is being abandoned by its owner. And Nordstrom's decided to move out. They're the big retailer there. What we're going to do at 205 is talk to somebody in San Francisco. And I can say in the long history of the John and Ken show, we've never had a guest who's described as a former drug dealer and now activist. He will join me to talk about what's going on there after the news at two o'clock. We turn now to Carl DeMaio, Reform California, and also, of course, a talk show host in San Diego. For the latest and the crazy bills in Sacramento, as you know, they already passed a phony budget. But there's these bills that make their way through and sometimes very quietly don't get a lot of media coverage. And this one caught our attention. It's uh, Assembly Bill 665, dealing with removing children from their parents' home. Let's bring Carl back on the show and see if we can find out more about this. Carl, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me on, Ken. Yeah, well, tell tell my listeners what Assembly Bill 665 is, because it looks outrageous on its face. Oh, it is. And I, I think it should be renumbered Assembly Bill 666, Six, six because right. it really is just terrible. So um, California already has a very extensive set of laws to remove children from homes where they're being abused. And we all support that because children need to be protected from bad homes. However, Assembly Bill 665 changes all of that. It does two things that are absolutely reckless and dangerous. First, it eliminates the burden of proof that the uh, state has to have in order to remove a child from the home. Um, it says that uh, children, current law says children as young as 12 can be removed from the home and put in a independent living situation, put in a residential shelter. That's also known as a homeless shelter, but a residential care shelter. Um, if a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist can make a finding that, number one, at age 12, they're mature enough, and number two, that there is a credible uh, finding of danger to the child, that the child has been abused, molested, uh, or could be a harm to themselves or others if they remain in the, in the, uh, the household. Assembly Bill 8, uh, 665 uh, removes that burden 
that standard. They don't have to show that at all. All they have to do is say, hey, the kid's 12 years old. I think they can live on their own. That's it. Second thing that it does is that the prior law, as I mentioned, required a licensed therapist, psychologist, or counselor. The new law would allow a intern or trainee to do this as well. And, And I'm not embellishing. That literally is the standard. As long as the intern uh, is, quote, uh, in an agency where there is also another psychologist who is licensed, the intern or the trainee can make the decision, sign off on the paperwork, and remove the child. Uh, This is absurd. It is an assault on parental rights. It's dangerous to children. And you know why they're doing it, right, Ken? They want to remove children if they think that the parents aren't going to be pro-LGBT, particularly pro-transgender change. This is from the gender affirmation movement that's going on? Is that what this is? Absolutely. That is the main justification they're using as to why they need to do this. And this is destructive. It's also illegal. I think that this is going to spawn a bunch of federal lawsuits for lack of due process, uh, but also that would require that someone become a victim. So a parent will have to be the victim of this law where their child is taken out of their home without their consent at age 12 or higher. And it's done by an intern or a trainee. And it's done simply because that person says, yep, this kid is old enough to live on their own so they can explore their, their identity, their sexuality, their transgender, uh, uh, gender bending change. Um, this is not at all justified. It is dangerous. It's an assault on parents. And we have to make sure that everyone knows about it. And, and Kim, what's, what's so galling about the situation is that the liberal media refuses to cover this story. This would be um, a bombshell. Uh, even Democrat parents I talk to say that this is reckless. It's offensive. Uh, but the media doesn't want to cover it because they want to give power to these uh, social justice groups. That's the, 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 it's not a state agency that has to make this determination. It's any intern or trainee uh, at an agency, a, a social service group, a welfare group, uh, a, an activist group. The LGBT Community Center in San Diego has this sort of program. So the LGBT Community Center can say, yep, we're going to take you out of your parents' home just on this basis. No burden of proof, no recourse for the parents. Yeah, you're right. This is really shocking. Uh, and that's why I was just going to ask you, where would this originate? That would be one of these child services agencies. But now you're saying it's all the way down to a trainee who decides based on the interviews that they conducted that this child would be better off outside the home. And as you mentioned, it's got to be somebody 12 plus, a child 12 plus. 12 plus. And by the way, they don't even have to make the finding that they'll be better off. The only finding they have to make is that, yeah, the kid's old enough to make their own decisions at age 12. Let's take them out of the home, put them into a they call it a residential shelter. Let's call it what it is. It's a homeless shelter, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, They're exactly. putting them in a homeless shelter with all of those uh, in, you know, problems and, and disruption and trauma. Um, the, the burden of having to show that the child is being abused, has been abused, could, could threaten others or threaten themselves, all of that is taken off the plate. You don't have to make those findings. It's just, yep, I think that they're old enough to make their own decisions to take them out of the parents' house. And this could be a situation, as you described, where maybe a child at school is complaining that, you know, I'd rather identify as a female than a male, but my parents won't listen to me. 
this could end up with somebody in child services that's a trainee who could who could get the uh, an order to remove that child that's really what i think is fueling this but but what's dangerous about it is while that's what seems to be uh the the impetus behind this 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 change in law are the lgbt activist organizations this could be used for anything uh literally any trainee could say yep i think you're old enough to live on your own let's get you out of that house and look, kids are so young. A 12-year-old not... living on their own? I mean, you can see 16 or 17. Yeah. A 12-year-old? 12 12-year-old, 12 that's what the law states. Okay, so that's why this is so galling. That's why it's so dangerous. And I, I say shame on the LA Times. Shame on the networks, the local affiliates, for not raising an issue with this law. It is extremism. It is anti-parent. Uh, and it's, it's going to get kids hurt. And who's going to be held accountable? You know, where are our watchdogs to, to blow the whistle on this before this law gets changed and people make some really bad decisions to put kids in bad situations? Well, how far along is it? Has it passed the entire legislature? So last week when I saw that it passed the assembly, I raised uh, the alarm bells. We sent out a blast email on Monday of this week um, alerting uh, Reform California supporters on our list. Uh, it passed last night, the state Senate. So now it's wow. going to go to the governor's desk. And this it hasn't been is, modified. <laughs> it has not been modified, no. And, and so this thing is fast-tracked to get to the governor to get signed into law. It would take effect July 1st, 2024, according to the legislative language. So, you know, perhaps we have a year. But still, this is a dangerous law it is part of a larger set of extreme policies to undermine parents and uh, to, to really, you know, expose kids to some bad concepts at a two, at an age where they're too young to really make good decisions. So, we're hoping by raising the 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 uh, the, uh, the issue with the public, generating public outcry, that maybe Gavin Newsom will tap the brakes on this. Uh, people can get more information by going to reformcalifornia.org. That's reformcalifornia.org, and it's our top story in the uh, breaking news. All right, Carl, thank you very much for coming on. appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Carl DeMaio, uh, talk show host in San Diego, and, of course, the uh, head of Reform California, reformcalifornia.org. And they do a good job at tracking what's going on in Sacramento with the crazy bills, and they come fast and furious. This is Assembly Bill 665, which could allow the removal of a child who was 12 years or older from their parents' home without a court order. As Carl said, it could just be a trainee or an intern in some child services department who's decided this. And, and living on their own at, at age 12, even 13, 14, that's seriously sick and dangerous. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Breaking news, though, it happened last weekend. Madonna had to be rushed to the ICU and intubated. Uh, she apparently had some sort of bacterial infection, postponing her 40th anniversary tour, but she's expected to recover. John and Ken show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. A lot to come in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll kick off by talking to a resident of San Francisco. We don't do that often. And, of course, the doom loop stories continue to grow. One of the big ones concerned... The closing of a major, and I'm talking a major downtown San Francisco mall called the Westfield Shopping Mall. Uh, basically, it's going to close because its main tenant, Nordstrom, bailed out. And the owner decided to stop making payments. 
So that means slowly but surely it'll fade away. I think the mayor there is talking about, let's build a soccer stadium on the site. Anyway, we're going to talk to a resident described as a former drug dealer and activist about this and more coming up after the news. Two o'clock. You'll also have a chance at money. KFI's cash inflation compensation contest continues. So be listening around 2.20 for the latest keyword. And now it's time to beat on a vegan. <laughs> and vegetarians too. And it turns out that I apparently do have a slight version of this problem. I was told eh, about a year ago when I did a doctor's visit, you know, when they take your blood, he told me, eh, the results here show that you might be slightly uh, anemic. Mm, not having, a, you don't have enough B12 in your body? It's iron. And iron. When there's not enough oxygen in the blood, you can develop symptoms related to anemia. The story that's making news, though, 39% of girls and women ages 12 to 21 lack the key nutrient of iron. And they do believe it is somewhat in part due to the rise of veganism, according to this study in the Journal of Medical Association. She's like, she's grumbling. Uh, iron, of course, is vital. And you find it in meat. Yeah, yeah that's the first one. Look at that, though, Deborah. Dark leafy greens. Don't you eat dark yes, leafy greens? every day. Absolutely. Beans. Do you yep. eat beans? All the time. Here's the one I eat, dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> nah, you should only go for dark chocolate. Exactly. And I've read that that can be better for you, though. It's healthy. Not. Yeah, well, sugar. If you you got to get it like pure dark chocolate, which to me tastes like, I don't know, yuck. Uh, also, red wine, tofu, and certain cereals. So you probably eat I don't eat tofu, but I wonder about the certain cereals because I like mm. cereal. All right. Well, I mean, that's a shocking statistic that is, for young actually. girls. 40% of them don't have enough iron. And uh, of 39% who were iron deficient, 6% actually had iron deficiency anemia. It's a disorder which the blood lacks an, adequ an adequate amount of healthy red blood cells. Uh, goes on this story to talk about the symptoms. So here we go, Deborah Mark. Here are your symptoms. I get my blood tested for uh, iron every year, as a matter of fact, and I am not iron deficient. No, but this is just a warning for other vegans in the audience. Okay, who might all right. Extreme fatigue, weakness, pale skin, chest pain, fast heartbeat, shortness of breath, headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, cold hands or feet. Oh, you're always cold. I am. Oh, I do have a few of those symptoms. Infl inflammation, brittle nails, cravings for non-food items. Oh, this is funny. Like ice or dirt. Oh, God, I I've, don't have that. <laughs> you never crave no. dirt. I would love a... That sounds like someone who might be pregnant. Mm. Uh, John C. John always chews on ice, so I wonder if he's got some... Uh, although he eats enough red meat that he yeah. can <laughs> be deficient <laughs> <Yeah>. in iron. <laughs> uh, left untreated, you can have serious uh, health problems that include uh, possible organ damage can also result in heart damage since the heart has to work harder to make up for the lack of uh, hemoglobin. Uh, what I like next, <laughs> described, it says here not getting enough iron can also lead you susceptible to panic attacks as well. <gasps> oh, no. That, that's what I think of you, panic attacks. I am going to the doctor tomorrow, Ken, and I am going to have blood work, so now I am really curious to see how my iron is. It's been a yeah. year since it's been tested. Uh, uh -oh. Men and women who had iron deficiency anemia were more likely to have psychiatric disorders, 
regardless of uh, other things going on in their bodies. And iron deficiencies are particularly dangerous for pregnant women. It can actually raise the risk of death for both the, both the mother and the child. But, uh, oh, yeah, when I saw this story and I thought about you and all your... Uh, your panics over everything going on in the world. Well, you were just talking about psychiatric issues and uh, our friend Eric Sklar is staring me down. Not nice. I wasn't staring you down. I'm just over here editing some other stuff while also listening to the show. And I heard that part and I just decided to look over at the camera and see what your face looked like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's also a problem because we were talking about younger women. Uh, Menstruation could be affected. It says here more than a quarter of the girls who hadn't gotten the period yet were deficient in iron. And the number of years participants had been menstruating was not associated with iron deficiency. Now, this is just vegans and vegetarians in this age group? Well, well, that's what they tracked it to. But obviously, anybody can have an iron deficiency. Right. Okay. But they think that the numbers have jumped because more and more younger women are taking up veganism or vegetarianism and they're not getting enough iron in their diet from whatever uh, because they're just not paying enough attention to the things that could give them iron that are not meat, like we mentioned. The dark leafy greens, the beans, dark chocolate, and maybe even, you know, red wine and certain cereals. Have a tostada with vegan refried beans. You'll get plenty of iron that way. That's what I do. You'll always have a dish recommendation. I do, but I think it's a delicious recommendation, and that will give you plenty of iron. I have that about once a week. Black Hmm. beans. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, No, I didn't say you. (laughs) I know, but I'm trying to be helpful. Although we'll we'll find out to get your next checkup, whether or not you're uh, iron deficient. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to a San Francisco resident uh, described in this uh, story in the National Review, which is titled Brawls, Theft, Drugs, How Rampant Crime Turned Westfield Mall in San Francisco into a Symbol of the City's Decline. And one of the headlines is, in the last three years, the police were called more than 5,000 times to that mall for a variety of reasons. Our guest, though, is described as a former drug dealer and activist. We'll get his viewpoint. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark is coming up in the 24-hour KFI News Center. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.